Welcome to State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. I'm your host, Greg Rakestraw, joined as always by Bob Sambazzi. Remarkably, the sectionals are now in the past tense. From a game standpoint, we are literally halfway through the IHSAA football postseason tournament. Obviously, from a team standpoint, we have gone from just shy of 320 down to 48 remaining in the state of Indiana. We always start this program by talking about where we were on a given Friday night. Mr. Stambazzi, the floor is yours. Well, a beautiful uh, Northfield High School in Spikerville. Uh, we had Northfield and Adams Central, and it was a true slobber knocker. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. The final score was 38-28 Adams Central, but they score with just a few seconds left in the game to make that margin. But this was a ball game that was determined, I hate to say it, by a couple interesting penalties that brought back a couple interceptions, and uh, Adams Central was able to score off those. But this was a great high school football game at Northfield. You want to tell our viewers a little bit about your background where if you say something about an officiating call, I tend to give it a little more weight. You want to explain to people? Well, I've, I've been doing, I've been officiating since 1975. So I've been out there just a little bit and, and I, I watch crews. I used to observe for the IHSA, uh, I'm basketball official. So I, and I officiate football for 22 years. It's so uh, I kind of look at it a little bit different than the normal fan. I was going to say, I, I, I think I've done this long enough where, I hope I have some credibility in terms of knowledge of calls and also kind of when you say something and when you don't, you've been out there wearing the stripes. That's why I wanted to point that out to our viewing audience today. My game this past week I thought would be a little bit closer, and maybe if a play here or there goes in a different direction, it would have been. And it was a two-score game with a team driving to make it a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Then it kind of blew apart, and it was Warren Central beating Lawrence North. Final score in this one, 34-7. to Randy Wells, who was one of the few known commodities returning for Warren Central last year, last year a starter at safety, and I think his college football future is as a defensive back, but because of so many pieces graduating for Warren from a season ago, he has primarily been a tailback this year for the Warriors. Three rushing touchdowns, including an 86-yarder to pretty much end it with about six or so minutes left to go to push it back to a three-score game. Warriors, of course, have now won back-to-back sectional championships, nine-time state champions, including last year in 6A. And as is seemingly want to happen virtually every year, Warren Central and Center Grove are going to meet. Only question is, what round is it? It's going to be the regional? Is it going to be the semi-state? This time around, it's the regional, and that's the game that I'll have this week on ISC and my Indy TV. So we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on the show. All right, as far as looking back, I'll probably thin down the number of games we talk about just so we have a, as many games that we can preview as possible going into the regional round. So there were two scores that caught my attention in 6A. One, Warsaw beating Penn, and this is remarkable given the size of school that Warsaw is. First sectional championship in school history. A remarkable feat right there. And, and when you get look at who the coach is, Bart has, has right. come up there. Success at uh, McConaughey, New Prairie, Mishawaka. Right. And now he's up there at Warsaw. And I guess the thing that really sticks out to everybody – they did not throw the first pass in that football game. If you know Bart, that doesn't surprise me. No, but they rushed for over 400 yards. Right. That surprised me against Penn. I'll never forgive Bart for wearing white uniforms with white numerals and running the option. And I'm on the seventh floor of Lucas. Bart, I love you, but seriously, if the Tigers make it back to a state uh. final, please wear contrasting colors so those of us above, say, field level can actually <laughs> see who has the ball. 
again, Bart does a great job, and you knew it was a home run hire when Warsaw made it a couple of years ago. And we knew this was not a vintage Penn team. You know, we have talked about that during the course of the season. There is still something, if you're a Warsaw and have never won a sectional title, when you see that script pen on the side of the helmet across from you, it, it it's it's a, a real accomplishment that that's the program you beat to get that first sectional title. And Penn tradition, but going in there and winning their first out of out of thirteen uh, matches with Penn, that's exciting stuff right there for Warsaw. The other game in six A that obviously caught everybody's attention: Brownsburg a week ago beat number one Avon. They get upset by Zionsville. I believe Zionsville is the only team with a losing record to make it out of the sectionals. Now 5-6 and six on the season, reversing, because those are conference foes, reversing an earlier season loss. Brownsburg beats Avon, couldn't get the job done in the sectional final, and now Zionsville gets to play host to Ben Davis. It just goes to show you when you play that tough competition like Zionsville does, and they're going to go up against a great team like Brownsburg, they can handle that type of opposition. Well, I think what we've also seen is that the second time around is much yeah. tougher. Mm-hmm. Now, the game I had, Warren and Lawrence, was kind of the opposite. It was a one-point game, and they met in Week 7. Warren handled them this time. But more often than not, the rematch has been tougher for the team that won it the first time. Clearly it was in that scenario. By the way, Zionsville goes back to 5A next year. So interesting. <laughs> they, they claim a 6A sectional. They'll drop back to 5A for at least one year. Let's go to 5A now. Mishawaka outlast Elkhart Central 42-36. And again, to note, last football game in the history of Elkhart Central High School next year, Elkhart High School, not Central, not Memorial, one Elkhart High School will be playing 6A football. Uh, it's a shame to see it go out like this, but Mishawaka has really been playing well. And uh, the cavemen at their place, I don't care wherever they play, but they play at Steel Stadium up there, just loves to play football. There. And again, we referenced Bart Curtis leaving Mishawaka to right. go to Warsaw. Keith Kinder's done a great job. Mishawaka made a deep run of the tournament in 4A last year, and this year in 5A, they are on to the regional round. Other two scores I wanted to reference just because – They're not surprising, maybe surprising in terms of margin, but it sets up a game that virtually everyone has circled on their calendar since Cathedral was moved from the 4A bracket to the 5A bracket during the summer. Cathedral beats Decatur Central by 30. New Pal beats Franklin by 35. Cathedral and New Pal Friday night. They'll start lining up for tickets on Wednesday. It's already happened. They're it, already camping out. It's unbelievable. This is going to be the matchup in the state. I know we have some other great games, but this is a game a lot of us have been looking forward yep. to, to how uh, Cathedral's going to be able to do against this uh, new pal. All right, let's talk about 4A now. Uh, three matchups that uh, caught my attention. Mississinawa beating their county rival in Marion. Marion, a semi-state team a season ago. Field goal with a couple of seconds left to go, and Ole Miss knocks off the Giants. Well, I said last week, if you remember, this is a very physical Mississippi team, marrying a lot of speed, and if they stayed outside being Mississippi they could negate some of that speed. Well, didn't negate all the speed, but they'd get that big field goal with one second left. A year ago, Mooresville and East Central could have been a semi-state matchup. They both got to the regional. This year, the sectionals redrawn. They meet each other in the sectional final. And I think this is almost going to be who got to have home field, you know, because they were so even and it played out that way. Pioneers 17, Trojans 14, Mike Gillen moves on. Unbelievable. Seriously, we we talked about some of these matchups and this was going to be a dandy. I will say this, though, just by the score, that was kind of played at East Central's pace and tempo. They are usually the the run and defense team. Mooresville puts up a lot more points. The fact that Mooresville is able to win that type of game, 
I think that's a good sign of potential success going forward. Well, anytime you can do something you're not totally comfortable in doing and be successful at it, that sends a great signal forward for the team. They're going to get Evansville Memorial. And again, this is a Memorial team playing up in class from 3A, and they lost one of the great quarterback and wide receiver combos in state history in Lindauer and Combs from a season ago, and they thumped Central 38-14, to Mooresville and Evans uh, Memorial will be playing uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, quickly, in 3A, congratulations to Knox and head coach John Hendricks gets their first sectional title in program history. They beat Calumet in overtime by a score of 19-12. to The other game... Again, I thought it might be slightly more competitive, but it backs up what we've been saying all year long. I'm not sure anybody's got anything for Chittard in 3A, and they absolutely handed it to the defending state champs, 42-14 in West Lafayette. West Lafayette scoring 14 points is is it right there. That that says it right. all against that defense. It was uh, a juggernaut, I guess, is the best way to put at it. I, the fact that Chittard scored 42, not surprising. Yeah. The fact that West Lafayette scored 14, that's the surprise. In 2A, Andrean outlast Rensselaer Central 44-34 again. Andrean playing down, coming from 3A to 2A. West Lafayette's been their stopping point the last two years. Don't sleep on the 59ers in 2A. It's the region. No more needs to be said. And they play a great competition, great schedule up there. And Rensselaer Central just came out and short in on this one. All right, a couple of games in one I wanted to make sure that we got to tonight or uh, on today's show. Uh, congratulations to South Adams. Their quarterback in Joel Arnold, seven completions, seven touchdowns, 380 yards. I'm pretty sure that kid's quarterback rating was about a million. Those were in the first half. He did not see the field in the second Didn't half. Didn't need to. Unbelievable, unbelievable athlete. And the other game, again, we talk about a rematch, and this one played out almost exactly the same. North Vermillion scored with less than 20 seconds to play to beat Park Heritage 42-40. to 40. My buddy Rick Semler that's covered uh, Wabash Valley football uh, for television in Terre Haute for the last 20 years, he goes, this is, these two games this year were two of the best five games I've ever seen in this area, North Vermillion, last year's runners-up to that awesome pioneer team. They earned themselves a date with Lutheran by beating a very good team in Park Heritage. Well, congratulations and good luck. I mean, you got to come up against Lutheran next week, but this is a huge win. And North Vermillion beat win. Lutheran in the semi-state last year, so they've got some confidence heading into it. So there you go. A look around the big games that took place in the sectional finals. Now we'll hit the regional previews when we come back as you're watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back here on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University, alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Thanks to Chris Landis and Mitch Early behind the scenes, making sure our signal gets to you. And again, this program debuts 5 o'clock on Wednesdays through the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana. In 6A, the biggest game to me is Center Grove and Warren Central. That's the game that I'm going to have uh, on ISC and my Indie TV. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. Let's get right to it. And you just touched <laughs> on it last segment. And I think this is everyone nods in agreement. 
if Ben Davis and Brownsburg had played, that might have been the game that uh, could have equaled uh, this Cathedral New Pal game. They're not. This is the game in the state. And again, this is to me what's remarkable is that we were all kind of sleeping on this Cathedral team. You never say that. You know, Cathedral, we weren't talking about them that much. Well, now we are. They and New Pal coming up on Friday night. Well, everybody knows about uh, New Pal with Spiegel. Everybody understands that, gets that, and ready to go on that. But Cathedral comes in, they're going to sit there and say, huh, where's the loss come from? And that's the thing you look at, who they play, who New Pal play. Cathedral's had a great schedule, and I think that's going to give them the tick with New Pal. Remember, Charlie Spiegel on Friday night went over 10,000 career yards. We wondered. Right. (laughs) Now the question is, in three, I don't think he's getting to 11,000 uh, in three games or in one game, but he did hit that, that five-digit number. Again, clearly, strength of schedule yeah. is in favor of Cathedral. In theory, you would think overall level of athleticism, probably in favor of Cathedral. But again, this is a new pal team that has three Division I recruits on the team. This is going to be a tremendous game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I like kid a little bit about when you look at the Spiegel kid, but they're more than just him, and uh, that's what you have to give credit to. Everybody spies on Spiegel wherever he goes because you have a spy set up to take him, but you have other people involved that they can share the ball around, and, oh, by the way, their defense isn't all that bad either. The game in 4A that has my attention, we referenced it in the last segment as well, Mooresville and Memorial, Mike Gillen, one of the all-time winningest coaches in the history of Indiana high school football. This might be his best chance to win a state championship, but that drive to Evansville is never an easy one. Uh, no. Going to Evansville is not an easy place to play, period. I don't care who you're going to play in Memorial. Well, they got one nick right there. Other than that, they have been sparkled this year the way they played football. So, again, these two teams both play equally difficult schedules. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. And much, much as Mooresville was in a three-point game this past Friday night, I would expect something similar. Uh, from that standpoint. Uh, other games in 3A, and this is going to be a Saturday game, a 6 o'clock game. You start to get to these in southern Indiana as the drive gets longer. Heritage Hills goes to Lawrenceburg. It's a Heritage Hills team that is undefeated. Lawrenceburg, beaten by East Central in week one, haven't lost since. These two teams love to run the football. The game might take an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> It should be a fantastic game at Lawrenceburg. Here we go, strength of schedule again. I, I think that's a, is a big indicator. I, and in I think Heritage Hills has played a, a, a slightly tougher yeah. schedule with the exception of probably the best team either team has played is East Central. Since then, you give it to Heritage Hills, and, and Heritage Hills was a little more tested in their sectional with Gibson Southern and Southridge. Should be an interesting matchup. It's a Saturday member. Kids are set for Friday night football. This is going to be Saturday, a little bit different. All right, two games in 2A, Lewis Cass and Andrean. And again, from a schedule standpoint, normally you go, hey, it's Andrean. Cass played West Lafayette twice, beat them the second time. Played Pioneer twice, beat them up the second time. Lewis Cass plays in a really good 2A league in the Hoosier Conference. I think Cass and Andrean, uh, and again, uh, last week, Andrean beat a Hoosier Conference team in Rensselaer Central, so you've got a common opponent there. This should be a phenomenal game. You sit there and you think when you look at Andrean, it's a very physical ball team sure. coming out of the region, but here comes a cast team as physical as anybody is in the state of Indiana, and I think this is going to be a true slobber knocker in, in this 2A because these two teams are going to get after it. Now, Cass, as I've said all year long, is able to throw the football 
all year long as well as run it. So they got a two-headed dragon, and then you throw in the third head called defense. This is a scary football team. Heritage Christian and Western Boone, both teams are 11-1. Weibo has not lost since week number two. Uh, Heritage Christian's loss was also relatively early in the season. You know, Western Boone's kind of become accustomed to seeing Sassina at some point in time. Well, Heritage Christian beat Ott Hurley's team on Friday night. These are two really good teams. Kyle Ray's team at Heritage Christian, the best they've had since Ron Qualls' heyday about a decade ago. And Weibo, the defending state champs, and we just haven't talked about them enough as defending state champs, really good football game on Friday. Definitely under the radar coming yep. into this football game as far as I'm concerned. And this is going to be where I think experience from the past is going to play a big role in this contest uh, for this uh, championship. All right, two games in 1A that jump off the page at me, and frankly they should statewide. South Adams and Adams Central. Yes, they were in different sectionals, even though they are in the same county and in the same conference. Uh, Adams Central usually has had the better of this rivalry. Starfires beat them 42-14 when they played back in week number six. Can it change this time around? I don't think so. And it's going to be played at Adams Central, too, a, a great facility up there in Monroe, Indiana. Uh, these two teams, about eight miles apart, are going to meet for this championship. I don't see anything changing uh, on this ball game because South Adams, to me, right now is clicking on all cylinders, having the opportunity to watch Adams Central this week. Saw some nicks in that armor. I think uh, it'll be exploited by South Adams. So that's a rematch from week six. Uh, this next game is a rematch from what would be week 14 last year. It would be the South Semi-State in 1A. Now it's a regional matchup. North Vermillion battle-tested in a great league, but Lutheran played up. Played a lot of really good 2A and 3A teams this year and haven't lost in this game on the southeast side at Lutheran. Uh, when you talk about playing up, I, my mind automatically from where I'm at goes to Lures. Sure. I, they're scheduled now with Lures, uh, Lutheran playing what they do and who they do and when they do. Uh, this just makes them really, really a tough opponent. Let's not put them in the modern-day Lures category as far as uh. playing 4A, 5A. They're not far from it from a talent standpoint, though. And, again, the, the, the semi-state has been the stopping point for Dave Pash's team for many years, there's there's really some good teams in the southern half of 1A, but I do think there's a difference between Lutheran and everybody else, really, in the entirety of 1A. So, again, that's not all 24 games, but we think about the top eight or nine that you'll see across the state of Indiana this week. Now for some of the top recruits throughout the state of Indiana and the Midwest, we always turn it over at this point in time of the show to Alan True from 24-7 Sports. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. Mooresville has an outstanding junior class with a couple of big linemen in it, and one of them has picked up his first offer. Zach Richards, a 6'4", 290-pound road grader, was offered by Purdue last week. The Boilers start off the process for him as this is his first scholarship offer, but several other Power 5 programs are looking closely. Over to Lafayette Jefferson, where senior running back Marquise Munoz was offered by Butler. That's his first scholarship offer of the process. Munoz is a good size, 5'10", 200-pound back with 4'6 speed and the 40-yard dash. It's now completed what was an outstanding senior season and looking for more opportunities on the next level. Bulldogs have struck first. Another senior who picked up a couple offers recently is Indianapolis Ben Davis's wide receiver, Jaden Brown. Brown was offered by Concordia St. Paul recently on the heels of an offer from Kentucky Wesleyan. It's a big target at 6 foot 5, 180 pounds, so look for more schools to come his way soon. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan Troop.
I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence and the Logical University alongside Bob Sambazzi, Greg Rakestraw. Time now for our spotlight segment where we highlight some of the best performances in the state of Indiana. Bloomington South, ho-hum. Panthers are in the regional <laughs> round yet again. That's not to uh, denigrate anything that Mo Moriarty's done. It's simply what you expect from that Bloomington South program, regardless of what the regular season record is. You know they'll be humming by the time the postseason comes around. But if somebody can become the all-time leading rusher, all-time leading anything in that program, it gets your attention. Maverick Theory from Bloomington South on a 72-yard run early in the third quarter became the school's all-time leading rusher, replacing Nick Dunbar, who was a whale of a high school player in the late 90s heyday of Bloomington South. 4,109 career yards for Theory. He had 244 yards and two touchdowns in the victory against Castle on Friday night. Such a remarkable career. 4,100-plus yards is unbelievable when you play high school football. Only 5,900 yards to go to catch Charlie Spiegel. Uh, (laughs) You referenced Warsaw's offense. The Tigers did not throw a single pass. People usually don't run for 400 yards in a month on Penn, let alone in 48 minutes. 100-yard rushing games from three different players, Wyatt Amos, Juan Jaramillo, Blake Marsh, and again, it all adds up to Warsaw's first sectional title. When you have that diversity of three backs that can run gun and giggle on you, it's a tough go for football to get your defense up and spare on one guy, you can't get it done. Biggest upset in the state by many account would be Zionsville beating Ben Davis on Friday night. Cole Wiseman was the guy that directed the offense. 13 passes completed for 295 yards. That's basically about 23 yards of completion was what he was averaging. Scoring plays of 9, 25, and 36 yards and threw the winning touchdown pass with under a minute left to play. I guess an outstanding Ben Davis football team really been playing well, and, and to do this is, is short of spectacular. Dalen Taylor from Chittard. 338 yards rushing on 33 carries. I can do that math. That's 10 yards a pop. Three touchdowns as well. 431 yards rushing in total for Bishop Chittard. Man, them hogs are good. Uh, you know, and then you get this running back, you know, of, of Taylor behind him, and it's just spectacular. How do you defend Kyle Adams of West Lafayette? You don't give him the ball. Chittard's TOP in this game, 33 minutes and 47 seconds. Again, math is my friend. That meant that West Lafayette had the football for 14 minutes of that game. That's how you hold West Lafayette to 14 points. And finally, Jake Archbold from Homestead. 20-yard touchdown run, 9-yard touchdown reception, 4th quarter 38-yard touchdown pass, and an interception for 54 yards. He had four interceptions in the game. If he'd get involved in the game, Coach May started. Right. So that's just one of the big things. <laughs> you look at this. What a spectacular uh, way to, to help your team overcome an opponent you don't like in Carroll. I got a feeling that he's going to be on the scouting report for John Hebert and Carmel <laughs> this coming. Just a guess. They may have highlighted him on that tape 
already over the course of the week. So there you go, the spotlight performers from across the state of Indiana on a sectional championship Friday night. Now, we, of course, are not alone here in the State Champs Indiana family. Uh, we are the supplemental program to the flagship show. That would be State Champs Indiana that is seen on Fox Sports Indiana numerous times during the week. It debuts every Sunday. And for a preview of this week's show, here's Lauren Plant. All right, thanks, guys. Massive matchups this week. You know it. We're going to have highlights for the audience on state champs that include Center Grove at Warren Central, Ron Colley at Mount Vernon, Eastside at Eastbrook, and, of course, the Clash of the Titans Cathedral at New Pal. Join us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central for state champs Indiana on Fox Sports Midwest. I'm on the Blue Devil football team, and that's a great place to be because other colleges wouldn't let me be both a football player and a nursing student. And just because I'm a dog on the field doesn't mean I can't take care of people. And man, do I love people. The small class size at LTU can give me awesome access to my nursing professors. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Back for the final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University, Greg Rakestraw and Bob Stambazzi with you. Now, Bob, your football season has now come to an end with the teams from around the Wabash, Manchester area, all bidding a farewell by the end of the sectional round. What are you going to do on a Friday night? Somebody says basketball is now in session. I actually had uh, Chris Landis up doing a game with me last week, and I've recovered. Yeah, I was going to say on so, purpose. Yeah, okay. unfortunately, you know, he was the only one available. Understood. But uh, yeah. we'll be at uh, we'll be doing basketball this week. All right, so basketball coming up for the Baz. I'll fo be focusing on football uh, all the way through Thanksgiving weekend. And I touched on this a couple of times already. The game that I will have will be the repeat, uh, which is what is expected between Center Grove and Warren Central. Uh, this game used to be week nine of the regular season. These two teams said, we're going to see each other anyway in three or four weeks. Let's not beat each other up going to the postseason. Let's make this game game number one. And so annually, that game is basically, to me, the kickoff of the Indiana high school football season is Warren Central and Center Grove. And so many times, the state champ comes from that game. Since the inception of 6A football, that would be six years, three times that's been the case. Uh, twice Warren Central and once Center Grove back in 2015. When the season began, the idea was that, yes, Warren was the defending champs, but they graduated so much from last year that Center Grove was the favorite. Center Grove moved the ball on offense, only scored one touchdown. Warren Central really couldn't get much in the way of traction offensively. At halftime, Center Grove led 7-0. You felt it should be 20-0. Well, Warren Central found a spark in the second half, and Kobe Moore, who at the time had been moved from tight end to quarterback two weeks earlier, threw three second-half touchdown passes. Warren beat Center Grove 21-14. Fast forward 12 weeks later, now Warren is more of the favorite in this game than Center Grove. But Center Grove, after taking some early lumps, has gotten hot as they often do, late in the regular season, as well as with a couple of relatively easy victories over Columbus East and Franklin Central. When these two get together, it is always fun. It's a Warren team that I've now seen the last two weeks in the postseason. They're winning basically on defense and getting enough big plays on offense to make it happen. Let's see if that formula can continue on Friday night. Warren Central and Center Grove, 
Obviously a matchup with state championship pedigree, and you can watch that on ISC and my Indie TV beginning at 7 o'clock on Friday night. Other games that will be covered here on State Champs Indiana Extra Point this week, Cathedral at New Pal. I think CNN's covering that game, so everybody's got that one covered. <laughs> Eastside and East Brook. congratulations to Eastside uh, as they are sectional champs, I believe, for the first time in program history. Eastbrook there a year ago, but a lot of different characters from last year's Toy Runner-Up team as Eastbrook has now won 10 straight. And Ron Colley is at Mount Vernon. Mike Kirshner leads Mount Vernon to a sectional title. Folks, I think you kind of expect Ron Colley to get the W, and, and after starting the season 1-5, and five, then potentially ending up in the semi-state, if not further. Well, I got to say this before we get out of here. I need to thank uh, – we taped this on Monday. Yeah. It's Veterans Day. I got to thank all my fellow veterans out there for allowing Greg and I to do what we do each and every day. That We take air in this body, and we couldn't be doing it without your sacrifices, and I just want to say thank you. Well said, and couldn't find a better way to end it. So thank you to all the veterans. Thank to all of you for watching this show each and every week. And we'll do it again next week. State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Yeah.